All right, welcome back to Movie Matrix. And as always, my name is Jordan. We've got Matt. Aloha. We've got my dad. What's going on? And today we're doing a new Matrix mini pod over The War with Grandpa. It's a new movie, so we decided we're going to go ahead and go watch we're it. We're rolling we, with it. And we had the chance. Are you guys ready? Do it. Ready, man. All right, The War with Grandpa, like I said, it's a brand new release, and um, we have a small movie theater in our rural area that actually is open, and so we are able to watch new release movies, no matter what they look like or how bad they might look. So, um, The War with Grandpa, like I said, we're just going to kind of give our overview, and then we can unpack it. There's not much to unpack here. Um, if you've seen the trailer, you've seen most of the movie. Um, so, it stars Robert De Niro, Uma Thurman, Rob Riggle. And then the main kid's name is Oaks Fegley. I've seen him in a couple other things, but it's kind of like, I think he might be in Dad Wimpy Kid. I don't know. Uh, I think he was one of the friends in it or something. Maybe but, I haven't seen those movies. Um, <laughs> or, or, oh, he's in Peach Dragon. Different, sorry. That's okay, what I've seen him in. Okay. Yeah, it's him. Um, anyway, so you kind of get this overview of Robert De Niro, and he's just senile, kind of. He, is, he can't live by himself, but... Um, Overall, I thought this movie was kind of good. It was all right. It was right in the middle for me. It was, it was a P. It's PG first of all. So you know you're gonna go into, um, just a family family film. You know, not much is said that's over the top. A couple of jokes are pretty good. There are about three scenes that had me laughing pretty good. The rest of the movie, not really. Uma Thurman put in one of her worst performances of all time. Uh, I think she was horrible in this movie. <laughs> Rob Riggle was fine, but he just didn't get to do what he could. You know, he's a funny guy, but he was very limited by the PG rating. Um, and Robert De Niro was great. Christopher Walken was great. Um, Cheech was great, I thought. All the older guys were great. His friends weren't. Um, but I did think overall it was pretty funny, and I I enjoyed it. I'll probably never watch it again. But it was a good new movie that – I shouldn't say good. It was an okay new movie that I thought, why not watch a new movie? We haven't got to watch many new movies lately on screen big screen release yeah yeah it's it's a new release so we were we were hungry to jump on a new release film uh and the war with grandpa the best thing i can say about it is it's totally harmless there's nothing there's 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 no stakes in this movie it's just a totally harmless it's a family comedy um like you said robert de niro's there he's having a good time i guess um everybody just seemed to be kind of phoned in um but (laughs) <laughs> the cast is super overqualified for this film, but um, they're all there. You, it seems like the cast is at least having a decent time making this below-average, family-friendly um, comedy. And like like you said, Jordan, there's a couple of moments here and there. Um, I chuckled a couple times. I just never – there was never, like, a gut-wrenching joke. A lot of the jokes are like, oh, so-and-so's falling down. Somebody else has fallen down. Something else has fallen down or – or it's like old people jokes and stuff, and and it was, and that's what I'm saying. For for it being a family film, it was totally fine. It was just super forgettable and super plain. If that makes any sense. Yeah, this is an okay movie. Uh, had it not been a new release and we wanted to do it for the podcast, uh, there's probably no way I would have gone and seen this. Mm-hmm. Uh, just from the commercial, I was like, well, you know, then maybe. You never know from from the from the trailers or not if you've seen all the good parts or not. Uh, this one, the this the one that kind of frustrated frustrated me about this movie was that there were about two maybe three scenes in it that I just did. I laughed out loud. I was it was 
But then beyond that, the jokes just didn't hit. Yeah, uh, yeah. There were so many things they were trying to do, and it just didn't work. Uh, like you said, uh, uh, Uma Thurman, I think, was a horrible casting for for this movie. Uh, yeah, Riggle, weird. Riggle, Riggle is funny as all get out, but I think with the PG movie, maybe he had to reel it in some. Uh, and I think th- that had to do with the script also. I just there were there were so many flaws in the script that it was it was just at times I got bored and it was hard to watch. Uh, but then there were like just those two or three scenes where I just laughed out loud that was fantastic. And you kind of hope that they keep continue on with that, but then it goes back to the boring, you know, bad comedy that they were trying to trying to give us and it was just it just it didn't work yeah it went, basically what it is is you have Robert De Niro's the grandpa and he can't live on his own anymore he moves in with his his daughter and his and her family and he takes his grandson's room he has to go to the attic and he grows leaks has bats has mice whatever yeah. else is trying to find something trying to throw at you and he declares a war with his grandpa title and so you <laughs> go on this which felt strange, also. I mean, that just it was felt, all right. It felt weird. It, it was fine. I mean, I could see it happening. Maybe if you had a grandpa that was willing to prank, you know, or a grandpa uh, that was cool. Yeah, <laughs> one that had the ability to actually get around like that. I don't know. I think Rob De Niro was really agile for his age in this movie. I thought to myself, I would get, I would get my butt busted if I told my grandpa I'm going to war with him for my. Re- I mean, like none of this would ever happen. But if you if you buy into it, it's fine. Yeah, and so he sends a little paper underneath, and you got um, his name is Secret Warrior. He goes, it's not, you got 24 hours. Robert De Niro doesn't do anything. And then the prank wars start happening, and this is kind of when it starts getting, it gets funnier. There's little bitty pranks here and there. You've got, um, I don't know, he's, the shaving cream was funny where he gets on his, gets on his face, and it's like, what is it called? It's the, I don't know, foam, but then it becomes hard. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, it's uh, like Flex Seal Instant Dry yeah, something Foam like or something. So you got the shaving cream. That was kind of funny. Um, it's kind of go back and forth. You know, he unscrews all of his stuff in his room and it falls through and he sits down. Kind of a trope we haven't seen before. Um, and you go through this movie and you can tell there's an overall theme of they're going to try to come at, by, by the end and like be cool with each other or something's going to happen in Robert yeah. De Niro. I think that was a frustrating thing for this movie also was that a lot of the pranks you've seen a hundred times different mm-hmm. movies they, they didn't do anything new there wasn't there wasn't there was no you know they they didn't they didn't go a different direction to show us something that that we hadn't seen before they didn't try it was basically stuff we'd seen before yeah and and some movies you know some movies you don't have to reinvent the wheel so to say to make jokes and stuff work but in this film, nothing, nothing, nothing about it felt special. Like, noth- none of the jokes, none of the characters. Um, everybody was just kind of one-dimensional. Everybody was just kind of bopping around, doing their own thing, saying their own generic lines. It, like you said, nothing felt special. There was a couple of moments of decent humor, um, like you said, David. Beyond that, it was just pretty – it was just a whole bunch of just mediocre – jokes and mediocre pranks and yeah it's pretty okay <laughs> yeah i just uh, one thing that bothered me and i understand this is a family film it's supposed to be super easy breezy nothing to it i felt like there was absolutely no stakes no <laughs> tension no nothing and again it's a family film 
But beyond that, I felt like the most intense moment is when they're running from a park ranger for fishing in an area they're not supposed to be fishing in. That's like the, that's as crazy as this movie gets. And I think, fair or not, you're gonna have people are gonna probably compare this to like movies like Home Alone because of I kind of thought of that comparison because yeah. of the pranks and because of the different things they're trying on each other. And this just clearly does not live up to that because no. that was invented. That was that was something that we hadn't seen before. And they did some really cool stuff with with household, you know, with what he did around with household items and things. Yeah. Which they didn't go anywhere near as far as this 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 movie goes. It was pretty straightforward, you know. Mm-hmm. Take take screws out of beds and things like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, it was just it was very unimaginative. And Home Alone was charming. It felt like it had this magic to it. This movie just felt flat throughout the entire runtime of it. It's an hour and a half long movie that felt like it could have been 60 minutes easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just yeah, with yeah. the just with the basic concept of it. All right, so yeah, I, I do agree that it's like it, it'll get compared to Home Alone, but it's not near as good. Um it's going to have um those comparisons. I do think that there are some spots that were funny enough to get through the film. I think Christopher Walken brought in most of the funny stuff yeah. from the outside in. I think uh my wife even looked over to me and said it's not the best movie in the world, but these kids are working with royalty, basically, with all these great actors that, like you said, oh, yeah. it's kind of over, overvalued cast for an undervalued movie, you know, mm-hmm. of what the quality is. Um, I guess we do spoilers. There's not any spoilers in this movie, actually. No. Um, but we'll Think go about how the movie goes. That's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, there is a couple of spoilers here and there. We'll go ahead and just do it just for the sake of having the bits in. So here we go. Okay. No. I am the father. I see. And that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. He is the one. All right, and so you start getting through this movie, and um, the pranks that come back and forth are each one more outrageous than the other. Um, in the way of, I didn't love the whole snake thing. Um, I still was in the trailer. The snake was in, yeah, the, was bad. which is fine. But yeah. what happens with this snake is the first time that Uma Thurman gets hit with a prank with the um, hot sauce in a, a coffee coffee, co- coffee, coffee off. She drinks it. I don't know why you would ever just throw it out your window, but she did. And hits she a, didn't it, look or anything. And it hits a cop. Stupid. It kind of worked. I was like, okay, whatever. I've seen that before. That, yeah. I've seen it before. But they come back with it with the snake, and that's when it really gets done. When the, she's got the snake, it gets into her car somehow. She gets it and throws it out of her car. That one I get. I throw a snake out of my car. But I would stop the car and get it out. Hits I'm not touching snake. I know. It hits that <laughs> same cop. I mean, maybe they have this. Maybe they go to yeah. work at the same time. But I'm like. I'm like, wow, what a coincidence. That cop is in the exact same spot he was yesterday. So you get a <laughs> lot of these things over and over again. And then there's a character. Yeah. She's from. What I know her from is Austin Alley from Disney Channel. But oh. her name is Laura Morano. Her name, she plays Mia. Her only purpose is to be. A horn dog? Horrible. Yeah. yeah. And annoying. And annoying. And oh like. My and just to get her mom. To have a have a lesson taught to her by Robert De Niro, that's it. Yeah, she's she's there for no reason whatsoever, but to be annoying. Every time she was in the screen, I was like, I don't want to see this. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what. Yeah, I'm sorry if you were mid thought. I was just that's what that's what I meant by all these characters felt one dimensional, like they served one purpose. Her purpose was to w- want to mess around with her boyfriend. That little girl, she was adorable and all. Her purpose was to be cute and like Christmas. And I mean, you know what I mean? They're all they they didn't have any these characters had zero depth to them whatsoever. They were there just for a few cheap jokes here and there. Yeah, and then they they kept going on with it, you know. They go um they kind of have a 
in the middle is kind of weird. You know, I think Robert De Niro is finally t- tired of doing the pranks in a little bit. Even though there's more pranks to come. You know, he gets that ex- that helicopter, that drone copter thing, and mm-hmm. he ruins that kid's castle, which is kind of funny. And he's been working for three years or whatever, Petersburg. Um, but then they kind of got that middle part where they go fishing, which was a very weird part for me because it really it threw the whole tone of the movie yeah. off. Compl- yeah. Like this movie was all about pranks. All back and forth, and it was working, you know, as well as, as well as it could. Yeah. Grandpa versus grandson, you know, friendly. They didn't really hurt each other that much. Ex- a little, you know, Martin Neal fell out window, but um, you know, you you come, you know, and then you come through all this, and then you hit this fishing trip, which was very weird. I, c- I could see why Robert Neal was doing it. He was trying to end the war in a way, mm-hmm. but it just threw the. It was totally off, you know. And they go out there, and then you have the whole you can't fish out here, run away from a ranger. Chuck's the best lift driver in the world. He's peeling in and out like he's from Fast and Furious. <laughs> I forgot about the lift um, Chuck. And so I didn't like that part at all. I, I get like they're trying to get them to bond. I thought it was just it was put in there weird. The editing in this movie was very bad. Um, I guess I like that. I like to look at editing. It was very bad in this movie. Yeah, it was really choppy. It was choppy. You could and it happens in every movie, but you look at one scene and there's a jacket on. You go to the next scene, his jacket's off. Or there was chili in the bowl, not chili. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that happens a lot, but I feel like. It shouldn't. I mean, yeah, you're right. There was a ton of continuity errors in this yeah. movie. That, and most people, like you said, a lot of times you have to really, really look for that kind of stuff. But I- in this movie, it was like the average person could see like five to ten continuity errors throughout this film. That just And you could tell, like you said, it's just sloppy, generic filmmaking. It just, I don't know. That's what I felt like was the product of that. They probably just dropped this movie because they didn't think it was coming out. It's going to make okay money. Like It's going to do I all mean, right. Probably, yeah. Nothing's yeah. out, you know. Um and people think the kids could see it. So yeah, it's yeah. a PG film. How many times a, a PG film come out there or it's live action? It's not very not very often anymore. Yeah. So it's you know one of those things. Um, I'd say some of the funniest parts is a dodgeball scene was really funny. I think at times, and then any time that those times that Rob Riggle, um, comes into Rob De Niro and his pants are right down. I think his, his screams are funny to me. I don't know when Rob Riggle screams, it's kind of funny. And he kept <laughs> looking back. I don't know what. I know you had something to say. Yeah, I mean the the. Like I said, there's about three scenes that are really that I was laughing out loud. The one was with the shaving cream scene. Again, pants drop, he screams. Uh, the other one, Robert De Niro falls out the window, pants fall, Riggle screams, hilarious. And then probably there were a couple jokes that landed really well, like Christopher Walken. Like at he's, the, he's uh, a gem, isn't yeah, he? Like, like he at really the, is. At the funeral. <laughs> Why know? was he in this movie? I don't know. <laughs> Money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the funeral, he was he was funny there. Uh, the dodgeball was funny, and then of course at the end when he's playing Santa, that was you know he had probably the big the best laughs in the in the movie. Uh, but beyond that, it was just very mediocre. It was just hard Man, to, I, hard to watch at times. I loved that line at the funeral. He goes, "How you die <laughs> in his sleep while skydiving?" I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <In> <laughs> sleep like, while skydiving. It was it was done well, and then when they do no headsies, and he goes, "Well, no nutsies." think that was really funny. <laughs> I don't know why it was funny, but I guess the way it's the way Chris Walken talks. Right. Yeah, I think Chris is what Walken's does it. He has humor. <laughs> yeah. and, and he has a good delivery. He yeah. you know, he has great delivery as far as <laughs> his comedy goes. You look you compare that to with like Uma Thurman, she is not a comedic actress. She's not. And she was not should good probably nice. not be doing comedy. But the thing is, I didn't think I didn't think one person was bad, but I didn't think one person was good either i felt like every single actor in this film was serviceable to the film itself like it's not like it's not like 
you see one person on film, like, I don't even know, I'm just going to pull a character out of it. Let's say that annoying teenage girl. It's, it's not like you see her and you're like, oh, she brought it. I don't feel like anybody brought it. I felt like everybody showed up, said their lines, probably had a good time making the movie. That's fine. And then just went home. Got a paycheck and left. <laughs> well, you know, actors for years have always said comedy is the hardest thing to pull off. Yeah. And some actors just can't do it. They put it out there. They, they, you, they, they cannot do it. And I am specifically saying Uma Thurman. Maybe I don't want to point her out, but let's point her out. Maybe she is not a comedic actress. I mean, she's great in so many other roles. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but maybe she is just not a comedic actress. And I would say I agree that there was nobody in this movie that stood out as far as, because there's no way to. The script didn't allow anybody to, the, yeah. the storyline didn't allow anybody to step yeah. out. I actually thought it would be more isolated on the grandpa and grandson. It wasn't that isolated on them, actually. You didn't actually see. You saw the end of Frank, but you didn't see the beginning of them, which is something that Home Alone did so well. You watched him setting up, up, but you didn't see that, which is okay, I guess. I mean, it's whatever. It's what it went for. But they really tried this whole family thing, which I get, you know. Um, But I did think Irma Thurman was the big sore thumb in this film as far as just acting because she's she's on a different different caliber, especially of – no, I mean, the old guys, but different caliber of everyone else in the film. And it's just weird to see her. Like, she's played a mom, which isn't the weirdest thing, but the overprotective, like, it just looked like she didn't know what she was doing. Like, she didn't – it wasn't her home. And it looks like she did, she can't do much else than what she's known for, which is fine. Yeah. I, I was telling Emma on the way home, I wish we would just got Rose Byrne. She plays that perfectly. She would have been perfectly in this, I think. She plays the mom and everything. She plays great. the mom and everything from Insidious to, you know – um, fi- what the family one? Um, yeah, the instant, family. instant family. She just does well in this guy. I think um, she would have been a better yeah, and thinking neighbors, whatever. Yeah, she would have been a better pick. And I she think. has a great comedic, yeah. you know. Yeah, and she's she's, she's a funny actress. Yeah. yeah, she is. Uma Thurman's a weird choice, but and it didn't work well. That's not on. It's on them, not us. So. And that's the thing. Maybe this is just one of those movies that I don't know because you you hear stories about. The studio has a contract with X amount of actors for X amount of movies, and you know the studio reached out to them and was like, "Hey, let's all do this movie." Or maybe the uh, the producers, the a couple of the producers, are just friends with a lot of these people, and is like, "Hey, we'll call him with Thurman. Uh, is Rob Riggle free? Let's give him a call." You know, just different stuff. That's kind of how it felt, honestly. Um, it did not feel like there was a wide casting call, and they're like, "Oh, Uma Thurman was born for this part." It didn't feel like that. It felt like they were all just buddies, and they're like, "Let's make a." really generic family movie together. Sounds good? Good. And I think <laughs> right now every actor is available. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so At this point, probably. And everybody wants to work. So, uh, yeah, it's just kind of a, you know, who can we who can we could throw in here at the last second and see if let's do it. I'm trying to find how much this thing cost. Because I, I saw how much Budget it Budget-wise? Yeah, I saw how much it made so far. I'm I would trying say to like four or five million probably. I'm trying to see. Because it's made 15. Which is more than I expected. Um, yeah, me too. But it won't tell you what it costs. You're probably right. It probably didn't cost much other than just paying the actors, um, the bigger actors. It didn't say on. It's got a Metacritic score of like yeah. nothing. I don't know. Like 30 34. Something. Yeah. Rotten yeah. Tomatoes, 29. It's got an IMDb, IMDb of 5.5. Five five. That's I, cat in the hat low. I gave it a 6 because I didn't want to give it a 5. I don't know. Anyways, um, I don't know. It's I probably would have given it 5 and a half. You could give it halves. Um, to kind of just wrap up the end of the film, I guess, you kind of get to. I know we're getting through this, but it's not much to this story. So, um, you get to the dodgeball oh, part, and that's part of the best part of the film as a whole. The dodgeball part. It probably the had fun. the most laughs in yeah, it. Yeah, they, they do trampling dodgeball, which I've done at a Sky Zone, and it was very fun, actually. Yeah. It was me and Emma and a couple of my cousins, and we just beat up on some little kids. 
they, they, they put us against them. That's not on me. I yeah. was just jumping around, killing some dodgeballs. Sure a lot of fun. Um, but anyways, so that was a funny part. You get from there, and the pranks start, start happening. There's a prank. They, they have a thing where they have a peace treaty because it's his sister's mm-hmm. um, birthday. birthday party, which she loves Christmas in September. The whole film, she loves Christmas. It was weird. It was fine. I thought that was cute. I that she had a little yeah weird, but... They had to give her character something. <laughs> but both of them have backup plans at this thing, making sure because e- they don't believe each other. That's when you get Christopher Walken blown from the air because he thinks Robert De Niro is going to be Santa Claus. And then it all just kind of goes to where this was really strange. Like they must have a lot of money because they act like nothing bothers them as far as money goes. Because that was one of the biggest birthday parties I've seen in my life as far as her September Christmas. Oh my god! Explain what he does, but he makes a lot of money. It was decked out. Somebody yeah. does. She works at a Nissan dealership, so. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. But they end up, one thing comes another, and a tree falls over, which we saw in the beginning that she was uprooted a little bit. I was wondering why they showed us that in the first 10 minutes. Like, the tree got uprooted. Did you guys see that? Didn't know why it showed us that, but now I do. The tree comes over and swipes the house out. Like, a whole a whole thing. And then you get <laughs> Mia and her boyfriend are up there, which I hated that part. I'm like, oh, I don't care. I when hated that reoccurring we weren't doing anything. thing. Yeah. Like, that reoccurring joke, we I guess you anything. call it. It was infuriating. There was a lot of jokes like that that... They just—I don't know. It's like the filmmaker thought was funny, and they're—they're w- like, "This like is funny. We're gonna do it eight more times." And I just didn't care for like it. Like the grandpa lost his marbles one. I hated that when he, his marbles literally—he yeah. literally lost them. He, oh, grandpa lost his marbles, and it cut. I'm like, "Yeah, you just kind—you just kind of wrote like, that." Oh, they did that. Didn't or like they? the sisters wow. shush each other for like a good oh, eight and a half that minutes. Was, yeah. That like, was what? I mean, bad. It's that is accurate. I'll agree that I've yeah. seen. I don't just want to see it in a film. <laughs> it was exactly. That's not film worthy. Like, show me anything else. Yeah. Show me Robert De Niro taking a dump. Yeah. I'd watch that. Now, <laughs> siblings being like that is very accurate. Sure. But yeah. I don't want to. S- I, I mean, I know that already. It. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to watch the full extent of it. There was just several things similar to that that I thought, why are they I doing wish, this? Or you know, part of me, part of me wishes <laughs> that we could get a kid's perspective on this. Because, I mean, we're three adults here. And maybe this was not funny for us, but. I mean, was this funny for kids? Kids you know, might love it. Honestly. I don't. I don't know. I, don't know. Well, I mean, when I was a kid, if anybody fell, I thought it was funny. Anybody yeah, gave, so anybody gave some nards, I, I thought it was funny. And while <laughs> we yeah, were, and, and w- kids might love this because that's eighty percent of what this movie is—is is people yeah. falling. Yeah. And while we were, you know, sitting there in the in the audience, you could hear a couple of kids up front you know, laugh at certain times or yeah. or make yeah. comments. So I can't completely trash it. Be coming from an adult perspective, if this is geared well, mainly for kids. Yeah. But that's the thing. It should so be enjoyable for people of all ages. So I don't know. It's just it's hard to say. With the BMPG, it's definitely towards kids, not. It's one of those movies that they hope the kids like, and the parents don't mind it bringing their kids to it. I think that's yeah, I think that, that they was want it goal. to be enjoyable for everybody. And so, <laughs> and then you get to where Robin Hood gets hurt. He goes to the um, hospital, and you get that moment of you know. But when they went to the fishing, he goes and tells them how he builds a bunch of houses. It was a picture of him and his dead wife um, in every single house, and that's a good moment that they have together. And so that so he, he runs away from the hospital. The kid knows where he's at. They find him. He goes, please come back, blah, blah, blah. You, I knew this was coming. You, they, you knew they were going to have to rekindle right. yeah. or be okay with it. I looked – I thought that they were just going to – I thought they were just going to build onto the house because he's, he's a builder. He can't just get his – Buddies, because they have so much, they have That's so much money. Just build another room on it. I, was, the, the, I <laughs> was thinking, why don't they just rebuild the attic and make it like a room? Yeah, like which, like a, like his old room or whatever he wanted. They could have done that. They didn't do, no. which is fine. And then this movie, that he had to learn a lesson. The lesson was learned. The lesson was learned from the first minute. You knew what the lesson was gonna be. Yeah. Uh, predictable again, maybe for kids. Kids probably wouldn't see it. 
Um, but then you have they want a sequel. I hope it does not get one, but oh they want gosh. one. They have one where he's supposed to go fishing with his grandpa, but instead he goes on a date with one of the women that that he has to come play dodgeball with, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you kind of get that saloon music in the back. And they give each other squinty eyes. Gives stink eyes, and it cuts the credits. And you're like, so they want a war with grandma, I'm guessing, is what they're going to go for. <laughs> Probably the title of the Could film. Be. I don't it's know. It's got to be that. Um, I don't think it will gross enough to get it. Another one, maybe it will in these times. Maybe they don't expect as much, so maybe COVID will allow. I won't watch it, probably. Um, I kind of hope not. That sounds mean. The sequel can't be better than the first one, and the first one wasn't up to my standard of liking. Um, But no, like I said, that's that's the movie. I mean, there's not much more to it. We might have missed a couple little things. There's one thing that I just wanted to mention just just because it bothered me. Um, I understand a lot of times in film, Certain things happen, and you don't know necessarily the time span of what's happened or um, how long this person's been doing something. Uh, But, for example, in this film, they go see Robert De Niro when he's in the hospital, right? And he's in the hospital. He's checked into the hospital in his bed and everything. And they go outside for probably about three minutes have a little altercation. Uma Thurman has an altercation with her daughter's boyfriend. They fight for a minute. They make up probably about a total of three minutes. They come back inside and they say, oh, Robert De Niro's checked out. And they're like, okay, first of all, if he could check out, like, I've, I've never been to a hospital where you can check out in, <laughs> in like three minutes, but whatever. Let's say he can. And then they go, they take off hot on his trails. They get home. He's already packed up his entire house and is gone. He's already packed up all of his stuff in like a span of three and a half, maybe four minutes, and then he's just gone to that other to that other house where his son finds him. I'm like, how much time did he have? I just didn't I, – I felt like that was just so glossed over. I went, there's no freaking way they could have – that he could have accomplished all this in like two and a half minutes. I don't know. I didn't think he packed up. His stuff was still there. Wasn't it look yeah, empty? His it closet was cleaned. Well, out. his closet maybe, yeah. but I mean, oh, well, I first saw like his dresser and his bed wasn't made, and then nothing on his dresser, and then his closet was entirely cleaned out. I'm just saying, how in God's name did he do all that? <laughs> well, I don't know, but I didn't really think that mattered. But um, it, it it's me. part <laughs> of the movie where they just don't. They're just kind of putting things in there that just work help the story with the lesson, right? That grandpa is supposed to go leave. Well, he yeah. doesn't have a plan on going. They just anywhere. had to get to the final resolution. It didn't really matter how they got there. I guess. Yeah, and so um, I guess now, if you, do you have anything else you want to say about? It? I don't. I, there's little things I didn't say about it, but they're not important. I really, you know, what I mean, like this movie in its whole isn't very important. No. Um, okay, so now's the time where we kind of give our review of what we think, A to Z. What do you guys think? I'm gonna be a jerk. B plus. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I think uh, there were, like I said, there were a few, very few laugh out loud moments, but then everything was very mediocre. It was the jokes didn't hit. The acting was eh, it was okay. Uh, the movie overall, there were times I was bored, and this is only an hour and a half movie, <laughs> so that's not good. Uh, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm gonna go D plus. Just give it because there were the you know three or four really funny jokes, and I'll I'll raise it just a little bit with B plus. I'd probably normally give it about a D, but we're gonna go there. Um, yeah, I don't think it's 
much better than what you guys are saying. Um, if it wasn't for a couple of the tropes, it might have got like a C minus. But I'll give it a D plus for a couple of the Christopher Walken things and. Yeah, it because <laughs> if this didn't, let's be real. If this didn't have like Christopher Walken, Robert De Niro, and Cheech Marin, and they all they all kind of work together, you can tell they're kind of having fun. If it didn't have them, it just had whatever. I it, mean, his it, friends were horrible. This the could kids be his friends F, were, dude. were not good. His yeah. kids friends were. One of that well, one kid just had diarrhea and boobs a bunch because it's not funny. The now little kid I think that's funny, except for real for us. But that wasn't a that kid does act like a typical sixth grader. Yeah, I mean I get that, but man was he stupid. And then you had the girl that was like girl empowerment, which was fine. Then you had the other guy that was like just, just do on. it, you know. And and then you had that good war dumb um, bully that just happened. <laughs> I was like that <laughs> was that funny. happened. That, that was, was stupid. That was overdone. So yeah, it without them it's. Could have been an F. I think they really yeah. saved this movie from being horrendous. Th- yeah, you're right, because this could have been. We, we've talked not very kindly about it, but this could have been an absolute train wreck. It could have been John Cena's playing with fire that came out last year. I didn't year. watch that. I mean, I, I, I saw like either. half of it, and I went, what am I doing with yeah, my life? It looked bad. So <laughs> um, but yeah, so that'll be the end of this one. Um, like As we are recording right now, we had the fourth part of our Halloween horror bracket come out and we should be finishing that one up soon it's really exciting so stay tuned for what we got going on for sure we got a lot of exciting stuff right guys yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) we got a lot of exciting stuff coming out even though we're not super excited about this particular film we got a lot of exciting stuff where we talk about good movies horror movies if you guys want to check that out you can if you want to reach out to us let us let us know what you guys thought about the war with grandpa if you have seen it if you haven't seen it that's okay (laughs) Um, but if you want to reach out to us, there's places you can do that. We are on Facebook at Movie Matrix Podcast, or we are on Twitter at Movie Matrix Pod. Hit us up. Let us know what you guys thought about this episode or any episode for that matter. But till next time, signing off for Matt Jordan and David. We'll see you guys then. Peace. Oh, 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 oh,